Hello! Welcome back to this week's episode of Lit AF with me, your host, Sarah Cohan. As always, I say this every week because I actually mean it. I'm so excited to be back here with you this week. This week, I'm going to be talking about cycle syncing. This is such an awesome thing that I've been doing for over two years now. I love it. I can't get enough of it. I think it's fascinating. I am so jazzed to talk about it this week with you. But before we get into it, I've got my little check-in, as I do every single week. First of all, for my check-in, what do you think of that new intro music? I want to hear. I am obsessed with it. I am absolutely obsessed with it. I can't get enough. And I was trying to pick the music and... I actually got that song stuck in my head, which I thought was like a really good sign. So I hope you like it. I'm pretty pumped about it. A lot of new updates for the show in case you haven't seen. We've got a new logo brought to you by the amazing Emily Regan Byrne. She was amazing to work with. I love her so incredibly much. Please check it out. It's on your podcast app. And if you are interested in working with her, you can check her out on Instagram at Centered Creative. And I just had a blast working with her. It was phenomenal. Also, if you see a video clip from this episode, I got a haircut today and my haircutress gave me a wave, which I rarely, rarely do, but my hair is a wave right now and it's so cute and very distracting. So thank you for bearing with me um, with my new wave. And I'm also wearing a new jumpsuit that's got like kind of Rosie the Riveter vibes. I have a little bit of a jumpsuit problem. I just counted them up. I have full on eight jumpsuits and those are like pantsuits. Those are like full pant and top jumpsuits. I've got one for the evening. I've got one for pajamas. I've got my Rosie the Riveter for when I'm doing, you know, garage work, which I don't have a garage. So that's kind of just made up. I've got my work jumpsuits and then I've got my fun like weekend jumpsuits. I'm obsessed with them. So very excited to be bringing you Rosie the Riveter vibes today. So fun. But yeah, I just literally, I had to take a moment and just talk about a delivery that I just got. I know that the world is a fucked up crazy place right now. And we're going to remember this time forever. And I also know that supply chain issues are real and they're huge and also staffing shortages. And I'm pretty excited about where this is going to lead for like a workers revolution and um, minimum wage and basically slave wages for working way too many hours. Like, fingers crossed this is where this is going. But I do have to make a little complaint that I just got a delivery for some new sunscreen that I ordered. And the box came totally intact, like no tampering or no opening before it got to me. And literally the box did not have the one thing that I ordered inside of it. It had a sample, a skin care sample. It had a receipt, like a shipping receipt. It had a lot of like packaging to keep this sample real safe. And then it it just didn't have the one thing that I ordered. So I'm just laughing because maybe it's supply chain issues. 
maybe it's short staffing or maybe we're all just like a little distracted right now based on everything that's going on. But yeah, I just, I, I think that's hilarious. So I will be asking for a replacement. Don't you worry. But I did get today, I'm so happy about this, um, my new Avita mascara. I've been using this natural vegan mascara from another company, and it's so oily, and I feel like I can never get it off my face, and it's so clumpy. And while I really want to like support the product, I needed to use another natural vegan product that actually was able to wash off. It was almost like there was just too much oil, I think, in the mascara. So I just put on my new Avita mascara and I am loving it. I've used this for years. It's like my absolute favorite thing. So I'm really excited to have it back. (sighs) Those are my check-ins for today. I feel like that is pretty, pretty solid. If you are enjoying this show, please, please leave a review, whether you're in the Apple Podcast app or Spotify. I would really appreciate it. It helps to grow the show. It also helps to share this amazing information that is offered for free. So you can help someone that needs this information. It's all free. This is honestly listening to podcasts, listening to experts, listening to coaches, listening to healers is One of the most important things that I had on my healing journey, which continues on to this day, still listen to those podcasts, still listen to that free, free resource. So please, if you can leave a review and then share it with a friend, it's a lovely way to start a conversation. It's an amazing way to share this free information and I'm sure that they will appreciate it, especially if you have someone that is maybe about to, well, for this week's episode, if they are about to go off birth control or change their birth control, if they're about to take their IUD out, or if they're about to change IUDs from like a Mirena to the copper IUD, this is a great episode for them for sure. For sure. So thank you. Thank you so much. And without further ado, Let's get into this week's episode. All right. So let's get into cycle syncing. I am so excited. I just want to start by saying that usually before I do a coaching session or I interview someone, or if I record an episode on my own, I like to just a little altar of objects that either are going to bring me inspiration during the recording or the coaching session, or like pull out kind of powers from the spirit world that I think I or the client will need or the interviewer or the interviewee. So usually I'm the interviewer, so that would be me. So for this week's episode, I pulled out my diva cup to inspire and really guide this conversation because my diva cup is my absolute favorite tool during my period, during my menstrual cycle. And it's really changed my life. I actually feel so empowered using my Diva Cup um, because it gives me freedom and security. And it just, it's my pal. Like, I fucking love it. I should say that I am loyal to the Diva Cup brand because I have actually tried other period cups. There are so many out there. 
And this one actually fits my personal womb space really well. It's not really actually in the womb space, but it's near the womb space. We'll just say that. My vaginal canal, it fits my vaginal canal the best. And so if you've tried like the Luna cup or there's so many and I'm totally blanking on their names right now, but if you've tried another menstrual cup and it hasn't worked for you, I highly recommend trying other brands because they are other shapes and sizes and they will fit inside your vaginal canal differently. So here with us today, we are invoking spirit and guidance of the Diva Cup or any other menstrual cup that you use. And of course, I have my Aura Angel crystal. And this is just like a rainbow halo crystal that I love. And I am invoking this because I want all of us to shine as brightly as possible during our entire cycle. And that's what we're really going to talk about today. And then I have a little piece of dried chamomile just to remind us of our inner child because why not? (laughs) But also I wanted to kind of bring in some more um, like of an earthly element into this conversation because I do think that this cycle is part of of the earth. And so we're going to get into that. But those are the three things that I am invoking for this recording. So thank you. Thank you for those for the guidance and the spirit of all the three of those elements. I want to start by saying that cycle syncing is a term that is, I believe, trademarked by Elisa Vitti. She has an amazing book called In the Flow. She also wrote another book called Woman Code. But In the Flow really talks about the different stages of your cycle. So most of the content that I will be talking about today is from that book. I highly recommend reading that book. I read it like a year and a half ago. I reference it all the time. I've got it on my Kindle. I'll just like look in the back in the index and look up certain things like heavy bleeding or cramping and like how to kind of strategize during my cycle, how to, um, to clean it, not clean it up, but like how to make it feel better. Oh, the overall background and idea of cycle syncing is that women, and I'm just going to use this term for anyone that has a womb, women, female identified people have a different infradium rhythm than men, males, or uh, male identified people or those without a womb space. We'll just say that. So for men, their infradium rhythm actually lasts. It's like a 24-hour clock. And whenever I think of this 24-hour clock, really what I think of is the nine to five work day. So they wake up in the morning, they get tons of energy. They got to burn that energy off doing like work, 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 work. And then at five o'clock, literally their brain is exhausted. They want to relax. They want to go wind down. So, you know, think of like a happy hour moment or relaxing and watching TV. And then basically their energy is completely depleted by nine or 10 p.m., And then they go to sleep and it all starts over again. And this cycle syncing idea that Elisa Vitti has discovered is that women have an infradian rhythm of like your cycle. So anywhere from 21 to 28 days, I believe that's the norm. Sometimes it's longer of a cycle, a complete cycle. I'm not just talking about your menstruation week or however long your menstruation period time lasts. I am talking about your follicular, ovulatory, luteal, and menstrual phases of your cycle. And essentially, during this 21 to 28-day cycle, my cycle is not 
the same every instance. So sometimes I'm 21 days, sometimes I'm 22 days, like it goes all the way up to 25. And then basically I start all over again. Alyssa Vady, I should say right now has a wonderful app called Flow that you can download. And I believe there's a free version that you can use and you can basically just log your cycle. So when you have your period, and then it'll track when you're ovulating. And from there, you can deduce which part of your cycle that you're in. It's really handy. There's also another app that I use called Stardust, which is absolutely free. It maps your cycle to the lunar cycle. So it'll tell you what type of menstrual cycle you're going to have, whether it's like quarter moon, harvest moon, full moon. It's very witchy and I fucking love it. And it's free right now. So those are two wonderful apps. I use them both actually right now, just because I'm having so much fun with Stardust to track my cycle. So that's kind of like the first stage of getting into cycle syncing. But but first, before we get into cycle syncing, I want to go back and talk more about this research. So a lot of what Elisa Vitti writes about in the book, In the Flow, is basically that a lot of research studies that are done in the United States are done on men. And not just men, they're done on white men, which leaves a large part of the population and the conversation out of the picture. And so that means that they're not taking into account when you are taking certain supplements on a different part of your cycle and how that's going to affect you overall. So taking medication on certain parts of your cycle are going to influence you differently. So this is basically, at least what Alyssa is doing is she's looking at this longer clock of women and trying to inspire you to feed yourself exercise, take care of yourself, and then do activities that are within your cycle timeframe. And she has some general like average studies about each part of like of women in different parts of their cycle. But what I want you to do is really encourage you to do the research and figure out for your own self through journaling, that's usually what I do, is like, what am I like during my luteal phase? What am I doing during my follicular phase? What are my thoughts? What are my feelings? What are my go-tos? What food am I craving? What is my energy level? What does my body want to do to exercise? Because when you are tracking that for yourself, everyone's different. Everyone's got different things going on. Everyone's got different hormone levels. So What you start to do using this cycle syncing method is to figure out when are the best times for you to be, say, recording interviews for like a podcast, I don't know, or asking for a raise or, you know, having clients like sales meetings, like really being on stage. Like she says that it's actually a good time to do during your ovulation phase. So you're tracking like your mood and then you can start planning those activities that match that mood in advance. So you can say to your boss, oh, okay, you want me to do a big sales pitch? Honestly, really not a great time for me to do that during my little yield phase. Is there any chance that we can do this two weeks later? Or let's say that you don't have that option. Let's say that you have to have that sales call no matter what. This to me is the biggest like piece of grace and forgiveness for myself for when I'm really like in my, let's say I'm in my luteal phase giving a sales talk. I've done this before for sure. (sighs) Actually, what happened was I was giving an improv workshop and I was so excited. It was like a traveling workshop. I had just, you know, booked it. It was a big one. I'm so excited. And I was in my luteal phase at the end of it. So I was about to start my period 
which meant I was so incredibly critical. And I went in feeling like I nailed it. And then when I walked out, I was just like, oh my God, here are all the things that I did wrong. I can't believe I did that. Just so much like critical thinking of the experience. And I randomly had a call with my business coach who's really into cycle syncing, Abby Miller. Got to give her a shout out. Woohoo, girl. But I had a call with her later that day and I was talking about, you know, having this wonderful improv workshop, but then just feeling so incredibly critical afterwards. And she was like, oh, well, are you in your luteal phase? And I was like, damn, girl, how'd you know? And she's like, well, that's what you do when you're in your luteal phase. So rather than getting down on myself for being so critical, I could just forgive myself and be like, oh, of course you're doing this. You're in your luteal phase. Like, let's just have a moment of grace and some from some compassion for yourself and the way that you are thinking. <sighs> it was such a wonderful like like realization afterwards because it could have, if I didn't catch it, honestly, it could have led to me like just thinking that that's how I would be during all improv workshops and then stop having that as an offering, which they light me up so much. So I'm really glad that I was able to have that conversation with Abby. Hey there. I hope you're enjoying this week's episode. I know I am. If you're enjoying the Lit AF podcast, I humbly ask you to make a financial contribution to the Lit AF tip jar. Your support will help make this podcast happen. Financial contributions help to cover costs like podcast hosting site, podcast recording software, and it also helps us to pay our amazing, talented podcast editor that brings us these sweet episodes every single week. Monthly and one-off donation options are available, and we've got some sweet thank you gifts for everyone participating. If you're interested in making your financial contribution, please visit sarahcohan.com forward slash tip jar. That's S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N.com forward slash tip jar. Now back to this week's episode. Thank you so much. Okay, so I feel like I'm getting really down into how cycle syncing affects me, but I want to explain kind of your overall cycle for anyone that it's been a while or it's been a minute or maybe you're new to this. So your cycle technically begins on the first day of your period. And that's the time of menstruation. That is a lot of, for some, can be heavy bleeding. It can be some light bleeding that leads to heavier bleeding. And... This lasts for anywhere from like three to seven or nine days. The next phase is your follicular phase. And this is when you're kind of coming out of that menstruation phase. You're about to go into ovulation, but it's kind of this moment of like getting more energy, like your energy is coming back after menstruation and it's about to kind of peak with ovulation. That's how I feel anyway, and I'm would I am so curious to hear how you feel. Then comes the ovulation. This is usually lasts like a couple days, and what's happening during ovulation is that your hormones are changing. They're at high. You are dropping that egg into from your fallopian tubes into your womb space, and this is like, hello, I am here. This to me, this is like I'm walking on water. 
I'm so magnetic during my ovulation phase. I notice that I turn a lot more heads when I'm like walking down the street or I will just attract people to have conversations with me naturally during this time. It's for me a very magic time. When I first got off my IUD, it was also an extremely horny time. So I I think after I got off the Mirena IUD, which is a hormonal form of birth control, my hormones were fluctuating like crazy. So since it's been like a year now since I've been off the birth control, and I have to say it's been like a plateaued a little bit, which is kind of nice. Because at first I was just like, what is happening? I like want to have sex with everything and everybody. <laughs> Hopefully no one takes that out of context. <laughs> but uh, for me, ovulation phase, is so fun. I love it. It's like I'm flirting with the world. It's really a wonderful time. And then luteal phase is like, it's the in-between time coming off of ovulation. And it lasts, I think like nine to 11 days, depending on your cycle period. And this is the coming down off those ovulation hormones and then coming into menstruation. And before you come into menstruation, there's just like this kind of like downgrade of energy. At least that's what I find. And then the last couple of days for me are like critical city. I am (laughs) my own worst enemy. But that's okay because there are certain activities that you can do, especially as like a business owner or someone with more freedom over their calendar. There are like certain things that you can do during that time that are actually wonderful for a critical mindset. Okay, so one thing I want to add about planning your week, especially this is for business owners, but if you are able to kind of plan your own schedule within your job, this is also wonderful too. My business coach has an amazing resource. It's called the Monday Magic Method. It's a worksheet. It's available in a Notion template. I use it every Monday morning. So every Monday morning at 9 a.m., I start my week off by using this amazing worksheet she's got. And what she does and what the worksheet does is you actually just start to write down what you're grateful for, what you're letting go, but then also what's part of your cycle that you're in. And then not only that, what part of the lunar cycle you're in. So you can match those two together and you can start to map out what is the thing that you should be harnessing that week. And so it's really interesting to me when like the lunar cycle and the menstrual cycle align and when they're totally different. So I'll be writing things like, oh, I'm in my ovulation cycle, but the moon is full. And those are like the two opposite sides of the spectrum. And so what that usually means to me is that like, oh, okay, I'm going to be, you know, kind of more forward facing. I'm going to be having more conversations this week, but the conversations are going to be more about like reviews and distilling information and um, looking backwards to plan out how to move forwards. And so it's really, really, really fun. She has an amazing way to how to like organize your day. I Seriously, it's an amazing tool. So I think I've got a code for like a discount on there. Check it out in the show notes. Um, you can download it and start using it to harness your cycle in an easy way with your work life. So for Alyssa Vitti, I I just want to kind of go over the exercise, the diet, and I'm going to do those real quick, and then um, different activities that are recommended for this time. So for exercise, 
The follicular phase, what um, Alyssa Vitti recommends is that for your follicular phase, you're kind of just like waking your body up. Eventually, you're going to go into like a little bit more cardio. Really, her suggestions are like running, biking, dance, hiking, and jump rope. So like slowly getting up into the ovulation phase. And during the ovulation phase, that's when you go ovaries to the wall. And that's when you're doing those interval sprints, the HIIT training, which I used to do all the time. And actually it's really bad for you as a woman to do. Indoor cycling, boot camp, kickboxing. Like this is when you want to do those high intensity workouts. Then we go into luteal phase, which the first half is kind of coming down off of those workouts. So you're going to do more strength training, maybe some like intense yoga. And then the second half is really like bottoming out energy level and going like Pilates, bar, gentle yoga. And then literally during your menstrual phase, workout suggestions are walking, foam rolling, yin yoga, Pilates, breath work, and my absolute favorite, napping. Highly recommend a good nap um, during your menstrual phase. So I have followed along with these a little bit, sometimes more, sometimes less. I've definitely started during my menstrual phase to taper out all activity and just really rest because my body is shedding and I just need that moment to actually be with myself and not be so energetic and outward. So I personally have really found that that's actually helped me during my cycle. And then for eating, we've got some fun little, she's got some like quick like ways to remember. She's got a whole list in the book of specific vegetables and um, food to eat during each part of your cycle phase. I actually have it printed out. I also have it copied on my phone for when I'm going grocery shopping. It's fun for me. I found it fun to follow along with, but I didn't necessarily notice a big difference in my cycle. My issues with my cycle, I have a very heavy cycle with a lot of cramping. Recently, I'm having a lot of clotting, which is something that I actually look into, talk to a healthcare professional about. So I didn't necessarily find that the food was changing my cycle, but I think it's kind of like rather than worrying for me about the specific ingredients, because I can get real perfectionist about following a diet and recommendations. <laughs> Instead, what I like to do is just try to remember that when I'm in the follicular phase, appetite is suppressed. So it handle it's able to handle like smaller calories for for the work that you're doing. Um, she actually recommends if you're doing weight loss, which I don't give a shit about weight loss. Just want to put that out there right now this is the time that you actually want to suppress your appetite. But with the way that I like to think about it is like fewer calories to get the same burn that you need to do for the day. During the ovulation phase, she recommends eating raw or vegan. This is when your estrogen is peaking. So this is to help actually bring out all the different hormones that are inside your body. And then I also think of it like I'm so outward, I'm so magnetic. And then like when I'm eating raw and vegan, I'm kind of like, keeping it like as light as possible inside my body, knowing that there's going to be a different time when I'm really going heavy with the different foods. Then the luteal phase, she recommends like a macrobiotic diet, which I always think of, I'm like, what is an easy way to remember this? To me, I think of just like delicious vegetable bowls um, that bring in like, like grains and meat and that if you eat meat and veggies and it can be cooked and roasted veggies but that include like um, maybe some sesame seeds or some um, like a hummus or a 
like a nut butter sauce on top of it that is just like it feels good. It's a little bit more sturdy than like a raw diet, but it's still delicious. And then during your menstrual cycle, she recommends doing like the keto, paleo, or grain-free diet. I love that because when I'm on my period, I really do want to personally eat a lot of meat. I'm currently eating meat. And so I know during that time that that's like, for me, it's like more of the stews and like the heavier meals that are kind of that comfort food that I need during that time. So that's what she recommends for food. I would love to hear how your experience is with that. Do you love it? Do you hate it? Did it work? Did it not? And then the last thing I want to talk about is like different activities that are recommended for that time. So during your follicular phase, what she recommends is this is a great time to like start projects. Think of like, I like to also map this with the moon. So if your follicular phase, if you're in your follicular phase, that's like the um, first quarter of a new moon. And you're kind of like ramping up, you're starting things. So you're starting new projects. It's a good time to brainstorm, tackle challenging mental tasks, problem solve, seek out new clients, research new ideas, make plans for the month ahead, make decisions, dream big. When you are planning your month or when you are planning certain things, what I like to do is just have a list of what I'm working on and then know like, okay, I'll put a little note. Like this would be great for the follicular phase. This would be great for the ovulation phase. And then I also like can do it the other way where like you have your list of tasks and then you can look at them and be like, mm, if there, if I can just wait a couple of weeks on this one, I'm going to, because I'll be much better during my ovulation phase to be having sales calls than doing it right now. So this is kind of like off optional stuff. I know it's a privilege to be able to do this stuff, and not everyone has this option, but it's good to just like keep in the back of your mind to get as creative as you can with your existing work. The ovulation phase, this is have important conversations. So if you need to have like a tough, tough combo with your boss, a tough combo with a client, asking for a raise or promotion. I love that because you know, you're like, you're on your best, you're on your game. Like you're like, check me out. I got this. Job interviews. I know that's a really, really tough one to plan around, especially because they are usually conducting the the calendar. But if you can, like if you know that you got some wiggle room when they're asking you to sign up for an interview, you can try to sync it as best as possible with your ovulation. Writing blogs and crafting marketing copy, posting on social media. I do that all the time. <laughs> but I notice especially that when I'm making fun reels during my ovulation period, they're like, they're very popular just because of the space that I'm in. Attending networking events, that makes sense because you're like kind of like out in the public, like out and about, um, negotiating deals, giving talks and keynotes, and then going to happy hour with clients or colleagues. I love it. This is also the time that she recommends alcohol in moderation. And then your luteal phase, this is like, again, you're kind of ramping down from being in the ovulatory mode. And this is very much like handling your administrative tasks. This is deep work. Like I think of this as like, okay, I've identified the project. I know the things I need to do to get it done. I've talked to the people about what I need or how to how to do it or like that we're going to work together. And then luteal phase is like, now I'm actually going to like write the copy for the website or actually like take the copy for the website and then put it all together. It's really like finishing those projects. Reviewing documents, this is a great time to do spreadsheets. My my biz boss says this all the time. If you can do financial numbers during your luteal phase, that is when you're harnessing your critical energy 
in the right place because you're reviewing things, you're reviewing numbers, you are using that critical thinking for your biz or for your projects. It's also a great time to file expense account reports or just finance stuff. Ordering supplies because you know you're going to do it right. (laughs) You know you're going to like really order everything that you actually need because you're thinking about it critically. Um, Wrapping up projects and then help your team to meet deadlines and organize computer files. I love this last one. Like think of it as as like that is the luteal phase. You've done all the work and now you're organizing it to complete it. And then the menstrual phase is evaluation time. This is evaluating the last month. It's reviewing your planner um, for what like patterns you picked up. This is a good time to ask yourself what projects you want to be working on. I've heard this from a few people. I cannot remember where I heard this from, but someone said that what if actually menstrual time, like the time that you're on your period is real life? And the rest of the time is actually fake life. Because when when I'm on my period, like, I cut to the chase. I'm really honest. I'm brutally honest. I mean, I can be, I'm just going to say it, a bitch. And so I love the idea that, like, maybe when I'm on my period, I'm actually being my true self. And the rest of the time is just fake life. (laughs) So if you think of your period as that time, this is the time to ask yourself, like, what do I actually want to be doing? What is lighting me up? Because you're going to be honest with yourself. Ask yourself if your career is heading in the right direction. I love that. Oftentimes, I will ask myself that during the ovulation phase when I'm like, yeah, let's do this. I love everybody. Let's do everything. I can do everything. But actually, that should be a menstruation question because that's when I'm going to know, like, where are my limits? Where are my boundaries? And then analyzing project data and reports reassessing your career goals, listening to your gut instincts, taking a lot of breaks, and then if possible, take a personal day. Um, Abby Miller, I know I'm speaking a lot about her, but she is just so into the stuff. On her episode with me, um, she literally dared everyone, all the listeners, to ask your boss for a day off on your cycle. Um, And if you can't do that, then asking to work from home. Um, And she too has suffered from really heavy periods. Um, and knows how debilitating it can be. So I love this. She also talks a lot in the book about how during your menstruation, you're actually really in touch with um, your intuition and um, psychic downloads. So this could be a really wonderful time, especially when you are actually resting to get in touch with spirit world and connect deeper and um, ask and receive those, those intuitive hits that they're sending you. So I actually don't know if I have personally found that in my cycle syncing, but it's something that I am tracking and trying to look for, for sure. It's one of the patterns that I'm trying to crack, not crack. (laughs) That makes it sound real scientific, but it's one of the patterns that I am trying to map so that I can get a better idea of like when and how they come and how often. And like, again, just going back to the beginning of cycle syncing, like this is the clock. This is the larger clock that women are running on. And so if you aren't taking this longer clock into consideration, when trying to find out about your intuition or when you're trying to make big career decisions, it can really affect you. It can like, you don't want to be making the wrong decisions during the wrong cycle time. That being said, there is no such thing as a wrong decision and there's no such thing as making it at the wrong time. Um, and something I truly do believe, but I just harnessing this cycle, my cycle, 
has really helped me um, to know when is for me the right time to be making big decisions and creating that space and grace for myself when I'm being too critical. So there's all kinds of things about like supplements you can take um, to help with your cycle and to make it easier on you. I don't really know much about that. I'm not the expert in this um, area, but I do, I encourage you to research and more importantly, to track on your own um, because that's the best possible research that you can do. And please reach out to me on the Instagrams at it's me, Sarah Cohan, because I want to hear how your cycle syncing goes. I'll be posting all week about it. Feel free to just comment or DM me on one of those posts um, because this is like, you know, I just want to hear how it's going for you. I want to know if this is a tool that you use or if you found it um, interesting or not helpful at all. That could be, um, that could be your truth. And I, if so, I really, really want to hear that. So thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And, um, if you, you know, identify as someone with a womb, I hope this was super helpful. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed. If you have a moment and you're in the Apple Podcast app, please rate and review the show. I could really use all the ratings I can get. And please share this episode with a friend that may benefit from it. Of course, hit subscribe to keep up with new weekly episodes. And if you're interested in supporting the show and being part of the Lit AF community, join our Patreon by visiting sarahcohan.com forward slash tip jar. That's S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N.com forward slash tip jar. Thank you again for listening. Please stay lit, lit AF, and I hope to see you back here next week. Bye.